Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias, your host of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're helping you take control of your branding, your marketing via podcasting so you can create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow. I'm here with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance, where we empower licensed professionals to effectively add insurance to their existing businesses. And boy, oh boy, it is a beautiful, beautiful day out there today. I hope you all are, oh wait, it's quarantine. Uh, maybe you can go for a walk outside and enjoy it for a little bit, you know, but wear your mask. Anyway, it's all good. Uh, and speaking of good, let me tell y'all something. Good is good, but better is better. And today's guest is better than most. Having been in the business since 1988, our guest today has been part of one of the oldest home inspection companies serving San Diego, Riverside, and Orange County. With over 40,000 homes inspected, that's more than a billion dollars in real estate, folks. Here's a company that promises to deliver an unmatched home inspection experience, making the home buying process that much easier for your clients. Not only does this company provide the best knowledge and education to every inspection, they also stay up to date with the latest tools and technology so that you know your client is getting only the best. So give, please give a warm Business Bros Pod welcome to our guest today from a better home inspection company, Mr. Danny Forster. Welcome to the show, Danny. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, give us a There we go. Virtual, <laughs> virtual claps. Virtual claps. Cool. Welcome well, to the show, Danny. Thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. You guys are great. I love the <laughs> intro. Thanks. Well, that's yeah. what he does. He specializes it. Uh, you know, I was thinking where you were doing that. I was like, dude, that should be something you put out for people. People are starting their own podcast. Be like, hey, we'll write your intro for you. Oh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, it's one of those things where like we're in quarantine. There are a lot of people who are losing their jobs. Let's find ways to help generate revenue for other people. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's get you, you know, let's, let's give you something you can do, something you can uh, do from home, write up some stuff. People are looking for intros. People are looking for subtitles. People are looking for all kinds of different stuff that you have laptop access to. One yeah, you, you can totally pimp me out for that. That's fine. I don't mind. Right? One thing you can't kind of uh, do from home is a home inspection. It comes to you. Danny, tell me a little bit about what it is you do. How long you been doing it? Yeah, no. Um, again, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you guys. So we do home inspections seven days a week. That's kind of all that I've ever done. Um, my grandfather actually. I'll give you a little background on the company. Thirty years old, nineteen eighty-eight. Well, thirty-one now, actually. Um, but I'm thirty-one years old, so I haven't really been doing this for thirty-one years. Now I've been doing it for about twenty-five years. Um, my grandfather started this company back in 1988, and it's been in the family ever since. 
Uh, reason I say I've been doing it for 25 years is my grandfather and I were best friends. He was my mentor, uh, you know, everything. He was always around. So I always hung out with him. Started working when I was like five. I would go hang out on jobs with him. And really, I was just kind of playing in the backyard or staying out of trouble or trying to. Um, then he kind of got to the point where he started putting me to work, you know, testing outlets, opening doors, doing windows, all that kind of stuff. So I've been in and around homes my entire life. Um, that's really all I've ever done, which I think is fantastic. Hey, James, why didn't why why did we keep him? Why why did we, why didn't we just eat him? Because he's small and he's he's good for thieving. <laughs> <laughs> he's small and good for thieving. That's what I was, yeah, thinking I was, I was totally thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> I've been in it since I was like five years old. Because Grandpa used to send me under the house where he yeah. didn't want to crawl under there. <laughs> yep, yep. He's small and good awesome. for thieving. Small and good for thieving, dude. <laughs> So you got the uh, ins and outs. I mean, it, it's, it's different when you're immersed in something, right? When, when you come yeah. on and you learn something uh, as a trade, you go in and they teach you the technical skills. They teach you, you know, certain things that you learn. And experience is going to teach you a lot of other things. When, yeah. you're, when you're learning by osmosis, you're there. You're listening to things that are kind of going in. You're starting to understand a language that other people don't speak. You know, start, start talking in, I mean, I'm sure you did fractions, no problem by the time you hit you know, <laughs> elementary school because you were already working in sixteenths of an inch, I mean, all the way through, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, one of the things, it's kind of an interesting topic there of, of learning through osmosis. Um, whenever I'm training some of my new, new inspectors, you know, I'm like thinking to myself, like, what, why, why don't you know this? You know, what? Why? Well, this is firsthand knowledge to me, but then I have to like remind myself, well, I literally grew up in this. Like it's not, it's not something that I learned from a textbook or I learned from a, you know, an online video or anything like that. I learned seeing it firsthand. Um, and really probably part of the biggest learning that I did was trying to figure out my grandfather's handwriting because we used <laughs> to type all of our inspection reports and I was a much better typer than my grandfather. So I would have to transcribe his notes and they weren't very legible. So I had to really kind of figure things out on my own, ask a lot of questions and, um, and just learn it through, like you said, listening and growing up in it. So yeah, it's, it's something that's really, really beneficial to me. I, I really enjoyed the way that I learned this business. How, what, what's it like? Um, it, like learning how to grow a business is different than doing the inspections, right? So, I mean, when you were growing up, you were there on site learning about the inspection aspect of it. At some point, you had to transition from the day-to-day -day home inspection to managing employees and running, you know, your P&Ls and all that stuff. Um, what, what was that kind of transition like? Was it something you looked forward to or was it something that was just like, uh, I don't know, man, I'm just going to stick to doing homes and hire people to do that for me? Uh, great, great topic again. Um, so actually that's what I look forward to the most. So I really do enjoy doing home inspections. It's awesome. I mean, I get to go in and out of people's homes. I get to meet a tremendous amount of nice, interesting, fun people. Uh, but the actual business development intrigues me more. Um, now I, I won't say that I enjoy sitting in an office eight hours a day. That's, that's not who I am. And that's not uh, just, that doesn't excite me, but learning how to run an effective business is extremely important to me. Uh, I, I want to say, I mean, no fault to my grandfather. He was 88 years old when he passed, but um, he was very old school. 
very set in his ways, very this is what's worked, this is what's always worked, this is how we're going to do it. And I'm coming in much younger, much more open to change, I guess you could say. And um, learning how to run the business on my own was, is, not was, is still, I'm still learning. It's extremely difficult. Um, You know, any business, in my opinion, is not a walk in the park. Uh, At least I haven't found out about uh, an an easy business. Uh, So learning that aspect, I, I really enjoy. And I also think that in order to be successful, you need to be around those who are successful. Um, I've about three years ago, we ran, we partnered, I guess I didn't say partner, but I've joined a, a mentorship and a coaching community of a nationwide home inspector, uh, all home inspectors. So I'm learning from the best of the best. We share resources, we share ideas. Uh, one of my business coaches, you know, he's ran his inspection company's 15 employees. They do over $2 million a year. So I get to ask questions. They get to lead me down the right path, steer me from the wrong path. Um, and, and really, like I said, I think having coaches and, and listening to people who are successful is one of the biggest aspects of learning how to grow your business. That's a, that's, you know, stepping into that space um, can be scary. Uh, tell me a little bit about like, you know, how, you, how that came about. You said your grandpa passed at 88. Um, was it, did he, did he step away and let you take over or was he there till like, you know, I work till the day I, I go type thing? Oh, he was definitely at work till the day I go type thing. Um, he, he fell ill pretty quickly, actually. Uh, he, and one of the last days that he was alive, he got dressed out of, he wasn't feeling good. Um, he said he wanted to go to the hospital. He put his darn work clothes on to go to the hospital. I mean, that's the type of guy that he was. Um, so he was still involved until, until his passing. Now, I was heavily involved in more so kind of the operational side, but he was still the, the big boss. You know, he was the one that made all the decisions. Um, if now we got along well, but uh, there was no real transitional phase. It was kind of like, he's the one making the decisions. I'm giving suggestions, making minor tweaks and changes as I could, but he was very stuck in his ways. Um, once he passed and, and I took over, you know, we grew quite a bit uh, in the first year. It was uh, 22% and made some financial changes where, you know, our, our revenues actually grew as well. So it wasn't just we're increasing volume, we're actually decreasing expenses while increasing volume. And that was one of the biggest things that I was able to pull out of my first year in, in my coaching program. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, can you, can you like elaborate a little more on stuff like that on the, on, you know, like what types of things were you looking at that were traditionally like an old school type thing that you were able to shift out of and kind of go into, into something new? Cause I think there's a lot of businesses out there right now, currently like with everything going on, they're going to have to start to trimming, trimming expenses, right? Yeah. Cutting some things out. Um, and maybe if you can like dig a little deeper into like what things you were able to maybe automate or shift out, it kind of get, might be able to give some people some ideas. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the biggest things is looking at your financials. <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, that was kind of the, the moment for me. <laughs> um, so like with my grandfather being old school is kind of like, Hey, we have money in the bank, so let's go spend it. Mm-hmm. Cool. More money's coming in as, as the days come. Great. There was no budgeting. There was no forecasting. There was no analyzing. It was just kind of like, hey, we've been in business for a long time. We're successful. We're going to continue to be successful. And there wasn't really that forward thinking process. 
Um, so that was one of the really big things for me is just actually looking at the expenses, going through line item, talking more with my CPA, uh, going over monthly reports and figuring out, you know, there was, there was a couple of things that we, you know, subscriptions are big with any company, right? You sign up for an annual subscription, whatever it may be. Um, and you kind of forget about them. We had, we had like, I think it was like $43, which $43 a month in two different subscriptions that we didn't even use. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we probably had it on our books for two, three years and yeah, we might've used it and it sounded like a good idea, but we were, as I was looking at these reports, I'm like, I haven't used that in over a year. Why, why would I continue to pay $22 a month? Yeah, it's so, so funny, man. I'm, but, I'm over here laughing because, uh, you know, I just took over for, for uh, pipeline and I did the exact same thing. Uh, Hernan gave me access to QuickBooks. And man, I wrote down line item by line item. And I'm doing the same thing. It is super, yeah. super eye-opening for sure. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I was like, wow, we just saved, you know, uh, $400 a year. Sweet. Yeah. So that $400 <laughs> can go to other things. Yep. Um, even little things like calling your insurance companies, you know, your auto insurance and, and re-getting quotes, um, shopping around for some of the services that, or some of the, you know, the entities that you actually do do business with. Call Pipeline. Call Pipeline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great plug there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was some of the things that um, my, you know, my coaches are saying like, have you looked at your E&O insurance and have you actually shopped around for them? Um, how about your auto insurance? Um, just look around and, and see your options and compare uh, looking at your phone bill. We all get, I mean, I have five different lines for all my employees. I have five right now, five lines for my employees. And they're like, have you shopped your cell phone bill? Yeah. Like, no, nope, mm -hmm. I haven't shopped it. So shopping around and looking at those financials really gives you the opportunity to make better decisions. Yeah. At least to understand where you are. Cause that's yeah. a big deal, right? So on the one side it was, let's cut some expenses. On the other side, you also said you increased revenue, right? So mm -hmm. looking at the different, you know, and that's, you know, oftentimes when I talk about this with people, it's, it's, you have a bottom up approach. You look at your net and then you start working your way through your expenses. Um, but you never do anything about the income section. And when right. it, when it comes to changes, especially like today, there are other things that you have as, you know, assets, maybe, you know, maybe there are things, services that you provide or, or products that you have or different ways that you can do things for your existing book of business to help increase that, that revenue bar. Cause you're right. On the one hand, cutting expenses is, is great. You should do that anyways, more so now, but you should do that anyways. The other side is increasing revenue. And you mentioned you were able to increase revenue and cut expenses, which is a huge, yep. you know, double whammy there. Tell me a little yeah, bit about no, it's, what it's you were totally Cool. You're, um, so with increasing revenue, you know, in, in my industry of home inspections, what is our sales vertical, our, our primary sales vertical, providing the home inspection, right? But there's op other opportunities or other, you, you mentioned other services that we can provide that, that will add value to our clients. Now, that's where we were able to increase our revenues is on our ancillary services. You know, it, it's something like here, we're here to do a home inspection. Now, would you like the opportunity to understand the integrity of your main sewer line? Oh, you would? Great. Well, we have the opportunity to run a camera through your sewer line 
and take a video and show you the conditions of the interior aspects of your, of your main sewer drain. So that's a, that's a sales vertical that we've added. Um, also, such things like indoor air quality sampling, where we can come in and bring in the equipment and sample the air in the inside of the house, which will provide a report from a third-party lab, which will give you an analysis of what's going on in the air. So that's really how we were able to increase our revenue is by adding services that provide value to our clients where they're interested, they're getting more information, they're making a huge purchase in their, in their lives, most likely one of the biggest purchases they've ever made. So we give them the opportunity to get more information. So if you can increase your sales verticals, you have more opportunity to have money come in on each ticket or on each job. And that's, that's perfect because it's, it's the questions that, are, that they're going to ask. When you go and provide your service, whatever it is, there are always questions that come after that particular service. And if you have answers to those questions, if you're able to provide them with the specifics, um, not just like general answers, but here's how you can get that particular answer taken care of. Yep. Those are the opportunities that are presented there. And that's, that's a perfect, I mean, that's great business 101, by the way, what you came in and did. Um, I'm sure grandpa would be proud. He might be a little upset at first, but that's kind of the thing, right? Most entrepreneurs are um, adverse to change, right? They're stuck totally. in their, in their, you know, this is how, this is what's worked for me for so long. Why am right. I going to change it? You know, and, and for us, one of those things, uh, well, for me anyways, for the podcast, um, marketing is one of those things where I've been doing this one marketing way my whole career. Like I'm going to stick to continuing to do that. And that's great. But there are also other ways that you need to start branching off as things change. You know what I mean? Like, like exactly. I, I'm a big fan of picking up the phone and calling, assuming people are going to answer. Most people don't answer their phone anymore right? I, I know personally, I don't answer my phone unless you're programmed in there. And then if I, right. if, if, if you're programmed in there or you leave me a voicemail, then I'll, I'll return that phone call or answer the phone. So how do I get in contact with people if they're not answering their phone as much? There are other ways to do that. And you got to kind of be open to, or at least come in with an open mind that there are other opportunities to do things to help increase your own personal business. What do you guys yeah, I would mean for your marketing? I would totally agree with that. Um, and also to expand a little bit on that, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, just stop doing what has been working, but have the opportunity to try new things and evaluate it. I mean, that's another thing about being the business owner is evaluating what's working, where it's working and how well it's working. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but to answer your question about some of our marketing stuff, we, we tried lots of things. <laughs> And just kind of going, segueing from what I just said, we want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as we possibly can. We still make phone calls. We still send out email blasts. We, you know, we do it in normal times, not during these times, but we do drive-bys and drop-bys where we're actually sending, I have a full-time marketing director where he goes out and tries to make relationships, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies type of thing. Um, we're doing social media posts. We're getting into some more video log blog or vlogs, video logs, um, trying to create some series where we can capture some of that audience online. And it's kind of come to the, it's the, uh, the top of the, of the, um, we're coming to the top of the priority list right now yeah. because everyone's in front of their computers. So it's like, we need to get on this so we can get in front of people. So, uh, how has, uh, this whole COVID event pandemic uh, affected your guys' business? It's affected it pretty, pretty drastically. 
Um, we're in the, the business of real estate and real estate is a little kind of shaken at the moment, I guess you could say. Um, we're down anywhere from 40 to 60% on a given week. Uh, used to be we're doing 30 to 40 inspections a week. Now we're 15 to 22-ish over the last couple of weeks. Um, so it's, a, it's been a big change. But it's also given me the opportunity to work on a lot of things. I mean, that's one of the things that I always train myself is like, where are my opportunities? Just because I don't have any inspections today, does that mean that I just can sleep in until 1030 and, you know, kind of mosey around the house? Or should I put my efforts into continuing to build and grow my own business and help help myself, help my employees? I mean, I've reached out, I reach out to my employees every day, every other day for them. I mean, that's something that I think any business and every business owner should be doing right now is making sure that their team is well taken care of. Um, but working on projects, I mean, I've revamped majority of my inspection template because I've had hours of sitting in my office. Systems, just getting those systems in place so that people, you know, when you bring somebody on, James has been doing that like, like a madman. He's standard operating procedures for pretty much everything in the business. He's got hours and hours that he's been working on those things, uh, especially now with, with COVID going on. I mean, he was working on them before, but like a maniac these last few weeks. And, uh, and awesome. it's, it's going to make a, a huge difference. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the, the real estate space because we got a lot of realtors in our, in our uh, audience yeah. Um, what concerns are you hearing from homeowners, from potential buyers? Um, and then what, what are you hearing from, from realtors as far as, you know, getting the home inspection done, getting, you know, the reports in on time, uh, accessibility to property, that sort of stuff. Yeah, good, good stuff. Um, so on people attending home inspections, it's becoming a rarity, I guess you could say. And there's not very many people attending nowadays, which makes sense. So we are doing things not really differently from our perspective, from our company's perspective. We have a very intuitive, um, advanced home inspection software that we use that gives us the ability to really document everything on your property. We, have, uh, we can include videos, which we do, and we're actually starting to include more videos um, and, and adding more documentational photos so that we can provide the information to our agents and our clients as if they were there. Now, one of the biggest things that has changed is how we present this information. Normal, normal circumstances was the buyers and the agents were on site during our inspections. With my company, we produce our reports on site. So we actually have the ability to go over all of our details before we leave the property. With today's current situation, what we do is produce the report on site just as we normally do, and we give our clients options. We can video conference kind of just like we're doing here we've started to do zoom calls with our clients um, facetime with our clients phone conferences any way that we can get the information to them and that's our biggest priority is to make sure that our clients are happy with the service with the product and that they understand everything about their home because clients are first and foremost most important in our in our eyes some of the concerns that we've been i've been seeing personally is the uncertainty of the real estate market I mean, I've worked for a couple agents this week where, well, last week actually, that were, their kids were buying properties, their, their own family. And I got kind of mixed input from the realtor versus, you know, mom or dad. It's like mm -hmm. mom or dad says, well, maybe you should might wait, might want to wait and kind of see how things pan out 
realtors like it's still a good time to buy there's less competition because there's not as many buyers out interest rates are still pretty darn low historically so it's a, it's a good time to buy as far as you know from the real estate space so it's, it's hard to say what what is going to happen um i've also been reading a bunch of articles seeing things like hey after everything kind of settles the dust settles we're all clear we're going to see a pretty pretty good boom which that excites me because uh, I'm in the real estate space. So I, I'm hoping that's all true. Well, you were also around in 2008 and you know, what was going on back then? Um, what was, what was that like uh, going through? I mean, homes were still being sold. Homes were still being bought and sold around that time. Uh, yep. It was a little bit different. Um, what, what does it compare to today? So that's, that's a, a little bit of a challenging question for me because at in 2008 I wasn't in the ownership side of the business. Um, I was in college, so you know I went to call. I graduated high school in 2006, went off to college for four years, and um, I was still involved with the business, but I wasn't in the ownership operational management side. However, you know my grandfather, who was running the company then, had three teams, and he used to run teams of two inspectors ended up having to lay everyone off during that time. And it was only down to himself and my uncle. So basically just whoever was left in the family. So that's how slow things got. And it wasn't just a month or maybe two months or maybe three months, right? Which I'm hoping we're not going to be going too many more months of this drastic slowdown. It was, it was years. So that's why the layoffs happened because we just didn't have the the jobs to produce yeah. the money for our, our employees. The difference now is I've, I personally have prepared my company a, a lot better than probably it was prepared in 2008 um, by looking at the financials, by forecasting, by having a business savings, by now discussing openly with my employees, the situation, the current situation and how we're going to combat that. Uh, and, and having buy-in from our employees which is awesome i mean my team is great i have great inspectors great marketing director and a great uh, office manager and we're open about things you know one of the first meetings that we had when this this pandemic basically hit was what are our options how do we prepare are we okay do we do a furlough do we adjust do we take it week by week and see what our revenues are because I don't want to furlough any of my guys and, and gals. I want them to continue with the same amount of hours, and continue the same lifestyle that they have because they, they have bills too. So just that's kind of the difference that I see personally is me being more proactive in the current situation and openly talking and discussing options with my team. Yeah. It, it, having more opinions on, on the particular situation. I like that too, because, you know, uh, they know their lane very well, right? I mean, they know what they're doing. They know what they see out there. And so, you know, being able to kind of, you know, powwow and come together and come up with some sort of option is good. Even though you're still the captain of the ship, you're going to make the final decision. Getting that input kind of gives you a better idea. You're, ma you're making a more educated decision here on to into which direction you're going to go in because you're asking exactly. the people on the front lines. I, I, that's smart. Yeah, that's one of the things that came out of some of the biz, business coaching that I've had, um, you know, creating a leadership team. There's a, a, there's a great book that I follow. It's called Traction, EOS Traction, Entrepreneur Operating System. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it to any business owner or anyone that's in the business space, you know, entrepreneur or not. 
Um, but it's basically opening your business up to your leadership team and creating a leadership team because together we can all accomplish more. I mean, it's, we've all heard that before, but it's so true. And when you have buy-in and real commitment, you make real results. So that's one of the things that I enjoy most about my leadership team is we all are working for the same goal. If you can go back and tell younger Danny how to run the show, what advice would you give him? Find good coaches and listen to them and implement and implement and implement. Implement or die. Good advice. Take action. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Do it. Exactly. You're going to fail. I mean, that's some of the things that I've learned is I'm not perfect. uh, And I will tell everyone I'm not perfect. None of my inspectors are perfect. None of my team is perfect, but we will, we will try to be perfect and we will do our best. And, you know, if you're scared to try something new, you're going to get the same results. So if you're absolutely content with where you're at, keep doing what you're doing. I'm not content with where I'm at. I want to continue to grow my company. You know, it's possible that you make a mistake, but it's also possible you succeed. You're never going to know unless you, you step out on the ledge, take that leap of faith. All right, Danny, tell people how to get a hold of you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Do you need uh, your services? Awesome. So we got a couple of ways that you can get a hold of us. You can find us online at ForsterHomeInspections.com. Um, we do have the ability to schedule appointments online. You don't even have to call. So you can just go through our online scheduler. You can give us a call anytime you want. 1-800-720-2844. 2844 uh, you can send us an email. We we love email. That's at info, I-N-F-O, at Forster Home Inspections with an S dot com. Let me spell that for you. F-O-R-S-T-E-R, Home Inspections dot com. Plural, right? Home Inspections, plural. Yep, plural with an S. Crazy. Pick the longest name possible. <laughs> I have that same issue, dude. <laughs> I, I, I had a, a game truck company before and it was San Diego rolling video games.com. <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember that. It's been around for a while. So we're, we, that's part of my, um, we call it IDS being one of our issues that we have in our company is, is the website domain name. It, it is what it is, man. It just, you know, you're, you'll get to that too. Maybe not during COVID. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to have the name and exactly what a company was, where I'm at. Like, can I just put it all together? And it was available. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? The longest possible name is available. <laughs> right? All right, daddy. Hey man, thanks a lot for coming on the show and sharing. I, I really appreciate the, uh, the vulnerability and the, the sharing of the details. I think it's super helpful, uh, when other entrepreneurs get to hear, you know, the, deep, the the nitty gritty of what we do, you know, when, when we are going to struggle, when we're going to succeed, because that's where the change happens, right? That's where, right. that's where, you know, it's not the easiest time in our lives, but once we get over that hump, we're better for it. I, I would totally agree. And we're all in this together. I mean, whether we're in the same industry or not, we're, we're all here. So if we can help some, I, I would love to help. If this helps someone become more successful, great. Um, we, we can all learn from someone and absolutely you learning and growing yep get out there and take action ladies and gents forcerhomeinspections.com right yes sir forcerhomeinspections.com all right ladies and gents get out there if you're buying some property reach out for the inspections forcerhomeinspections.com that's all we got for you guys today peace bye-bye and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast 
Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at seeusfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.